It's like yeah. ten years from now. Yes, we'll, we'll, we'll have a review, a revisitation of uh, Big Book of Boba. John, my nurse says <laughs> that you can talk about the Boba Fett episode five. The Jedi face off against the evil midnight scientist whose science is at midnight, and then head off to Wally World to explore their roots. I'm not discussing the other thing. Today, we discuss Clone Wars Episode 117, 118, and Visions 3 on this edition of the 11 Parsecs Podcast. Hello, and welcome to podcast number 25 of the 11 Parsecs Podcast. My name is Eric. I'm here with my good buddy, John. Hello. And today we are discussing Clone Wars, uh, Season 1, Episodes 17 and 18, and also Visions, uh, Episode 3. If you don't know that much about our podcast, basically what we're doing is we're going through all Star Wars new canon, Disney, quote-unquote, Star Wars new canon in order, in BBY order, and uh, we have progressed through movie number two, and we are now in the throes of the Clone Wars. And when I say the throes of the Clone Wars, I mean that uh, at 22 BBY, there is a ton of ton of Clone Wars episodes that need to be watched if we're going to reach our goal of actually watching and uh, reading everything that is possible for Star Wars New Canon. So uh, again, we're in Season 1, Episodes 17 and 18. Uh, this week we're reviewing those two episodes, and then next week we've got a comic that we're going to go uh, back and, and read, and it should be pretty good. Um, how's it going, John? I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm, I'm excited about this episode. Um Kind of like these, these, uh, oh, sorry, I'm excited about this podcast because of the episodes that we watched. Um, should we just dive right in after we uh, discuss Beerge? Yeah, let's dive right in after Beer, but I know that you're most excited about Visions Episode 3, but we'll get there. I'm hiding it. I'm, I'm trying to hide I, it, I can but tell. you can see I through can the tell. mic. Yeah, yeah, we're not in front of each other. We are we are over Discord. You, you cannot tell, but I, I, yeah. All right. All right, what you drinking, John? Okay, so tonight I have uh, From Sycamore. Which is in Charlotte, Sycamore North Brewing, Carolina. Okay, yeah, close close to home, huh? Pretty close to home. Nice, right next door. I don't think I've had anything from Sycamore. I thought I had, but I don't. I don't think I have. This is Mountain Candy. It is a double. No, it's just an IPA. Sorry, I thought it was a double IPA. It's an IPA. Okay, Mountain Candy. What all is it? Does it give a does, does it give a little description on the can or anything? Anything cool you can I tell don't us think about? I can read that. It's kind of blurry. Hop something. It's got hops in it. Oh, okay. My guess is a citra. Citra is the rage right now, so I, I'm, I'm assuming yeah, it's got citra. Yeah, I see a lot of citra. Yeah. I am drinking Pick a Nick Basket by Cherry Street Brewing. Cherry Street is our local brewery, which is less than two or three miles from each of our houses. Um, it is an imperial brown ale with raspberry, boysenberry, peanuts, oh my God. and peanut butter powder. It's like a, it's like a like a peanut butter jelly sandwich. You lost your mind. Yeah, it's eight percent alcohol too, which is crazy. Um, Imperial Brown. I don't know that I've ever had an Imperial Brown. I've I've had an Imperial Brown. I've had an Imperial Brown, but it has been quite some time. I've had an Imperial IPA, of course, and an Imperial oh, yeah. Black. I think is what it was called. An Imperial yeah, Black. Yeah, yeah, I've had that Imperial Black. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think I've ever had an Imperial Brown. So interested, and I don't know. I mean, I mean, I understand it's a brown ale. Ale is uh, fermentation at the top. Lagers fermentation at the bottom, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. See um, that way, the other way around. Yeah, it's one of fifty-fifty. I had a fifty-fifty shot on that. I think ales at the top because I remember a being at the top. Uh, anyways, uh, but I don't know that I've had an imperial brown, uh, which I don't really understand how that works because this is super flavorful, and I always thought that you had to let it really sit for a while to become imperial. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. You ready to pop the top? Eventually, eventually, we'll see what happens if we ever open these stupid things. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Somebody wants their beer. All right. You ready? Three, yep. two, one. Pop it. Uh, doesn't want to open. There we go. Okay, yeah. So I have cut my nails and I can't get this thing open. Let me see here. Hold on a second. Adapt. Improvise. I, uh, I know. I know. I, I'm trying to find something that I can uh, use as a lever here. There we go. Okay. Sorry about that. I apologize. I wanted to make the cool sound, but I didn't. Uh, there we go. That's a good one. That's a good sound. And it is super brown. Wow. That is very, very brown. This is going to be a sipper, I think. Definitely a sipper. You this can tell is, yourself that. Yeah, I can tell myself that. But we'll see. Ask me at the end of the podcast if I drink all of it because this is this is a very rich this is a very rich beer. I don't think I'll finish this. All right, we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right, uh, how was yours? I'm going to take a sip of mine. It's delicious. It's a delicious hazy IPA. Mine is definitely very rich and definitely very poignant. Like I don't know, ooh man, tart almost. The raspberries and boysenberries I think are making it 
super tart. Ooh, man. That is, that is a that is a I will say a a risky selection for a podcast, my friend. It is. It was a risky selection. I went by the brewery today and was just looking through the cabinet and I got another one called Dark Necessities I'll probably drink next week that looked really good. Um, but I wanted to try this just because I'm like, you know what? Uh, and actually I had gotten confused. I sent you probably about 6 months ago a jar of lingonberries, if you remember? Yes. Because I yes. love I love lingonberries from IKEA and that taste and uh, you said that you had never cooked with them, I think, then. And I went ahead and sent you a, a thing. And uh, for some reason, I was thinking boysenberries was lingonberries. Um, yeah, that's I, I, not, no. They're not at all. Yeah, because no. I just tasted this, and I'm like, this does not taste like lingonberries. And I was like, that's why it's boysenberry, not lingonberry. Anyways, welcome to the Berry Podcast, episode 25, <laughs> talking about berries. Um, all right, let's dive right in. Let's dive right into episode 17. Um, again, we're, we're in the throes of Clone Wars. Uh, this thing is... Uh, Okay, so we got lucky, I think, this week in that um, we watched episodes 17 and 18, which just happened to be a two-episode arc. Uh, I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that. Uh, actually, on the second one, I didn't even realize it was going to be... I, I kind of thought everything wrapped up on 17. Yeah, so let's talk about episode 17, Blue Shadow Virus. Evil scientist Dr. Nuvo Vindi is recreating the dreaded Blue Shadow Virus in his secret underground lab on Naboo. When he captures Senator Amidala and Jar Jar Binks, Anakin and Obi-Wan must mount a rescue operation. Um. Yeah, I, I got a ton of notes that we can talk about. I, I first want to just say that the scientist very much felt like the weird, uh, experimental Nazi uh, crazy scientist. To, to, well, to yeah, me, from let, the very front of let, it. Let, let's, let's talk about the the scientist first of all. He's he's got the head of. Uh, did you pick up on this? The head of uh, Baylock's puppet from Star Trek. The original no, series? I did not. No, you know that the green I know exactly. Puppet? I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yes, yes, I do. Now that's that what you say that, it, I get it. That is his face. That is his head. Yeah. That was the first thing I saw. And then, yeah, I it, I wrote down, he's got the voice of a mad German scientist. And then later in the episode, as they start to apprehend him, and he basically just goes insane, he's got the voice, this is a throwback for you, he's got the voice of the evil midnight bomber, what bombs at midnight from the Tick animated series. Ooh, see, okay, yeah. So I have to admit, I no, I watched, I watched the Tick. I was gonna say I did watch that one. I watched that series. I, I watched the live action also. Um, I don't remember the Midnight Bomber though. The evil Midnight Bomber what bombs at midnight. It, it does sound like that. That's that's a very that's He's a very like, yeah, baby. You gotta go all the way. I'm gonna go all the way with bombs. Yeah, he he was very uh, animated. I will say that, <laughs> and uh, also his little. We'll triangle probably replace of death. that in post with an actual clip from the show. And I go, yeah, baby, because I'm the evil midnight bomber. What bombs at midnight? <laughs> no, that's fine. Uh, it was pretty loud to me. I liked it. Um, it, it, his little triangle uh, suitcase of death, where he just keeps kind of throwing things. It's like he's really know, annoying. He really is. Like it, like uh, to the point where it's just like, why did you just throw three, dude? If you really want to end this. I mean, if you really want to go out like this, just dump the he, whole suitcase at Obi Wan. He's yeah. not catching all of them, you know. And it's just like I don't know. It was well, very... okay. Let's talk. Let's talk about that because that right, was right. Re- that was annoying. Okay, if if you throw something, uh, trying to get it out of the hands of a Jedi, right? What's the first thing a Jedi would do? Yeah, he's going to use the Force to catch it. He's going to Force catch. Yeah, right. That, but they don't do that because you know drama. Well, it's got to be drama. You got to have something in there. I, I mean, I, yeah, it's, I but but Dramatic again, license. You, the bet. Well, I know, but the best stories are where they play within the rules that they set up for themselves. Okay, and when okay. something so they could have, you could have set it up like that. Like he throws them in different directions. Yeah, he does. And so he's got to reach out with the force over there, and he's got to reach out with the force over there, and he's got to yeah, reach out with you know. Yeah. You could you could play with within the sandbox. You don't have to break all the rules. So I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I, one of the things that I noticed about this episode too the, the, is the carryover, and I know it's supposed to be like this, so it's not a big deal, but. Um, the Jar Jar messing something up, but actually not messing something up. That kind of like situation that happens every episode that Jar Jar's in. Yeah. And I'm getting tired of it. I'm not lying. I mean, it's like we're on episode 17 of the of the, of the the season. And I get, if you want to focus on Jar Jar, that's fine. But it's just kind of like, oh, Jar Jar did this. He screwed everything up. Oh, wait, he actually didn't. And it's just like, oh, man. This Again, time it was a little more obvious that that's, that was where that was going to go. I thought that, that his blundering is going to be beneficial. Okay. Whereas in some other uh, cases, uh, like when when they were attacking that base, uh, the the blundering looks like it's going to cause a real real problem, and then it ends up being beneficial. Yeah. And yep. In this case, I thought it was kind of an obvious setup. You're talking but about. I'm yeah, with you're you. Ta- you're, you're talking about the cloud base from like I think it was episode seven or eight, where they're up on the cliff and all that kind of stuff. 
No, no, no. Just recently with the pirates when when he oh, oh, was stumbling yeah, okay. all. Okay, okay. Yeah, you know, yeah. But this this with the bug, um, it, it's like okay that that means that's going to mean something anyway. I'm with you. It is uh, kind of one dimensional. If he shows up, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, but I mean, again, that's just the way his character not, works out. Yeah, I know. We keep saying this. We're not the. It's the use of the audience. force. But yeah, agreed. One thing I did really enjoy about this is that um, the robot that is used this week—it just happened to be this episode in Boba Fett, the little chef robot. Was the same robot that we saw with the bomb in this episode? So I, I don't know if that. I mean, it just I hap- knew that guy was familiar. It just happened. It just happened to line up. And I don't know if it's the exact same robot, but it's the no, same no, no, type no, of but, robot. The little right, ears right, that yeah, pop yeah, up. Yeah. yeah. So the the little one that waddles off with the bomb is the same. Rabbit. Yeah, yeah. The little velvety. Yeah, exactly. Is the same one that we see in uh, what would now be, I guess, technically last week's Mando, uh, where they're the sh- the shoe chef and the uh, General Clevis guy with the, all the knives and stuff. Um, yeah, we're trying not to spoil anything. I don't. Yeah, I don't think that's really spoilers. But still, yeah. uh, I just thought it was neat how they lined up. Like we just happened to see both of them at the same time, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's the same robot that we just saw. Yeah, that didn't click with me. I, I was like, I know that I know that robot type, but why do I know that robot type? And I'd already forgotten that we just saw that. Um, I got kind of some lost vibes from this episode too, like like the the bunker type deal. Like, oh, the hatch. Yeah, the hatch and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, thought, that crossed and, my and mind. I don't, and I don't know if I don't know if that was. No, um, I don't think that had anything to do with anything. Okay, you don't think so? Okay, yeah. I just, no, that, that, it was just they had to have an explanation as to why no one knew where the base was. Okay, all right, fair enough. There's your explanation. It's underground. Pop up, pop up cameras, there, all that kind of yeah. stuff. Um, overall, I enjoyed the episode. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't bad to me. It wasn't amazing either, though. But it was it was a good story. I liked it. I liked the fact that it was uh, something that everyone kind of knew would be a galaxy wide problem if it got out. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, it was fine. The guy was the like as I said the the German scientist guy was annoying. Um, he had some really impressive stretches of monologuing. He did. He explains they gave everything. Him, yeah, everything they, I'm going to do. You know? They gave him a lot of lines in this, like almost too much. Just it's you're. I don't know. You're just kind of like, dude. You're losing me because you're talking so much. Like, stop. Um, yeah, and they. I guess we can we can pick it up in the next episode where they resolve this problem. But um, I have real issues with the resolution. Well, let's go. Let's go on to the next episode. All right. So first yeah. off, one through hundred. What you got? Oh, for this episode? For uh, this episode only, not the arc. This, this episode, episode only. only. Um, it was it was it was pretty good. I actually enjoyed it, even though I, I had some issues with it. It was it was. Um, I guess you would say the character of the mad scientist was uh, intriguing in the end because it made me think a lot of things, um, mm. especially about the evil midnight bomber, and, and it's always fun to think about him. So I would say, mm, like a seventy nine. Yeah, that's I was gonna go seventy eight. We're starting to meet on scores, John. I was <laughs> gonna a, say seventy eight. It's a bad thing. It's not bad a bad thing. thing. It's called consensus, John. It's called mm-hmm. consensus. So let's talk about let's talk about uh, episode eighteen. Episode eighteen. I really thought that that seventeen episode was going to be self contained. And then we're back on uh, talking about the fatal blue shadow virus because I, I really th- I thought it was over. Like I didn't think that it was anything uh, past that. Uh, Eighteen surprised me. Uh, let me read you a little excerpt here. The fatal blue shadow virus is released, infecting Ahsoka, Padme, and many clone troopers. Anakin and Obi Wan must fight to find an antidote on a mysterious planet from which no visitor has ever returned. Um, my notes just say, "Wait, this is an arc. The blue shadow virus continues." Um, yeah. And I said, oh, it's that damn rabbit bunny droid thing from thing. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 anyways, so the virus leaks, uh, gets all over the place inside the bunker. Uh, they've got to go find an antidote. The antidote happens to be on this planet called Mystery of a Thousand Moons. Uh, yeah, it's a fetch quest. Can I just yeah. say, because yeah, this is basically, this is the only note I, I wrote down. Viruses don't have antidotes. Yep, agreed. But it's not how that works. But 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 the uh, pre-COVID world did not realize that, and it is fine. In Star Wars, you can do what you want. Well, yeah, you can have an antidote virus, or why not? So the, uh, the so the antidote virus ends up being this root that's only found on this one planet. Uh, Anakin and Obi Wan go to the planet and meet this kid that's kind of like hacked a bunch of droids. Peter and, Pan, yeah, Peter Pan, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is Peter Pan. Good call. I never made that association, but that's very good. Um, 
Yeah, so they meet Peter Pan, and they end up climbing down this cliff and fighting this big monster to get the root, which they only grab one root, which is really weird. I'm like, you're fighting this monster. You get Might at least well... two. Yeah, get you two get or three. You get at least two. Yeah, get a, get a bunch of them. Anyways. Back up to the backup. That's right. Any, anyways, they, they get one, and they come back up, and the thing about this planet is that uh, one of the moons of this planet has built a uh, defense mechanism, or the Trade Federation, I think is what it was. No, it's a ghost. Of, with it's lasers. Not a it's not a, the people have never been able to leave this planet. So they, over generations, think that there is some type of ghost in the sky that does not allow them to leave the planet. So, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. I'm sorry. Let me, let me, seriously. I thought it was like over the span of a couple of years or so. You're saying it was generations? Did I miss that? Oh, I, I made an assumption that it's generations. The separatists, Maybe I'm wrong. The separatists pulled out. Right. And put this thing in place. <laughs> and the kid said, you know, the spice trade dried up when. We no one could leave the planet, right? And all trade yep. stopped. Yep. That's like a that's like a maybe a five year deal. Okay. I, I took it I took it as in like Yeah, I guess the kid yeah, the kid does say that like he almost remembered Yeah, okay, fair enough. He just And that was also the... weird because it, when they came into the city, they really set it up like there is no one here. This is like a, a ghost town. And then there's this one kid with all of his droids. And then it totally shifts to no, there's lots of people. There's yeah, there's people tons everywhere. of people. Yeah. And also that was too, bizarre. Yeah, and also, too, I didn't understand the... He said, like, 50 top fighter pilots have left and never returned. Like, they, they get destroyed on the way back up Yeah, um, from this ghost. Yeah, you see a hollow from, from one yeah, of them. Yeah. From what, but, but then again, I'm like, were these people already on the planet? Like, like one, like this, this is that five-year thing. It was like, were, were they already on the planet? And then they tried to leave after the five years? I, I don't know. I, I made the assumption that this was this... Uh, ghost that has been passed down from generation to generation and it's the lore of what it is and why you can't leave because people don't need that much that's time what, to get all yes, superstitions do they need no, more than they five don't. years don't they no all no, right i may have to go no. back i may have to go back and research a little bit on this episode because i felt that it was something that has been around for a while that's why it was a ghost slash demi goddish type thing that's that's keeping them here or they all they all actually believe that um interesting i i don't know honestly the answer to that question it was uh, the, if there's one weak spot of the episode, other than the fact that viruses don't have antidotes, it is the fact that um, uh, the 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 MacGuffin there was kind of weak. So, oh, we can't leave the atmosphere, or we can't leave the planet. Fifty people have but tried, they, but, and not but the whole, one of no, them, not the whole, one of them, had the the thought of let's find out where the lasers are coming from. Well, they don't have time. I, I think that, I think that that was what was conveyed during the pilots is that is that Obi Wan and Anakin figured out that. There's a gate thing going on here, and that it's coming from a certain moon or whatever. I think it was a moon. Um, so they, they understood what was going on, whereas the pilots, I don't think, had the resources or the knowledge to understand something's happening. I'm just dying. And all the people down on Earth, of course, are just like, or Earth. All the people down on the planet are just looking up like, oh, he just died. He didn't make it out. The ghost you know? got him. It's like a, yeah, it's a never-ending story type situation. You know, it, it's um, like the, okay. hey, we're going to run through the things. They run through the two statues with the beams coming down. Oh, yeah, wow. That Thank you for pulling that in, because I had no idea what you were going for. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 so it's like nobody's ever gotten past it, and everybody just kind of sees see. the dead bodies. and you know, Very nice. Works. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, anyways, so uh, so anyways, Obi-Wan and Anakin fly up to leave. They're like, we're leaving. I'm sorry, we got to get out of here. we got to go help these people with the blue fog. Um, and they're flying up, and they see what happens where it's like the Trade Federation's uh, moon uh, kicks in and it creates this gate, this blocker thing, and they fly back down. And when they come back down, they're like, no, look, this is not a ghost. This is not... And this is, again, why I thought these people had been living with us for a while. They're like, this is not a ghost. This is not some type of lore. This is an actual machine that just creates a big lightning arc around the planet whenever somebody's trying to leave. We have a plan to beat it. Fly back up there. They beat it. They leave. Everybody's happy on the ground because, hey, the ghost is gone or whatever you want to call it. I, I feel like it's got to be more than five years. It's got to be at least older than that kid. Let me say that. And we're back. Uh, we, uh, of course, you know, run a podcast where we can't edit anything. So, uh, John, what did you discover? I discovered that uh, the Separatists left the planet Iego during the Clone Wars, which is what we're watching. So, yeah, this uh, just and we're, we're pretty happened. early in the Clone Wars at 22 BBY, too. So, you are correct. I don't know why these people think it's a mysterious ghost already. It's only been a couple of years. But, um, you know, it's very funny. It's like, it's like what if, well, I, how did I say this? I'm like, hit myself what if people thought COVID was some kind of like weird ghost but it's not very far off from people thinking it's a microchip they, or something I, I feel so, like the writers yeah, felt like it, they had to do that angle because yeah. if everybody on the planet was like yeah there's this thing a machine up there that kills you if you try to leave well the obvious thing is you, you try to break the machine you try to go up there and figure it out and you break it if you assign it to a supernatural phenomenon Nobody what are you going to do, do? Yeah. 
Yeah, so let me let, let me read a little bit off Wikipedia. Uh, Wikipedia, there, really, really, really great. Iago was a mysterious planet located in the outer rim territories at the fringes of the known galaxy that was surrounded by a thousand moons, collectively known as the moons of Iago. At least one of which was populated by a race of beings known as angels. During the which we see in the episode, during the Clone Wars, the Confederacy of Independent Systems constructed a laser field that prevented anyone from leaving the planet before the planet before the field was destroyed by Obi Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker, freeing the Eogians. I guess is how you say it. But yeah, that makes yeah makes more sense. So yeah, so I, you are correct, and I think five years might even be a little too long. I still think probably it's probably that. yeah, it's not a long time. But I'll tell you this: if I were writing this episode, yeah, I w- and, and I wanted to do this fetch quest to, to kind of drag it out a little bit, why go to the trouble with all this planet and the and the defense system and all that stuff? Why not have them have to go find the roots in more of an Indiana Jones like go into the Forbidden Temple kind of thing? I think that'd be that, way more exciting. I agree with you, but I happen to think that maybe the Iogans are going to come back in later on. That's fine. And that if this that's was, the case, this, yeah. this was yeah, this was the Anakin Obi Wan freeing them. So now that they're like, oh, these guys are our heroes. Um, going from there, I don't know. I it, it sullies the episode a little bit. I was thinking that this was like a generational thing. I was thinking that this was like, like. Like grandparents telling their kids the ghost of Iago well, is up there. I, I would, yeah, I would say because the visuals as as they approach the planet, as they land in the city, it has a really Wally vibe to it. Yeah, agreed, totally agree. Yeah, totally agree. So with that. that's what I was thinking was okay. That, man, this thing has been abandoned for a thousand years. Yeah, that's exactly. That, yeah, that's and that's probably where I made my my wrong assumption was that it was like something like that. This place has been around for a long time that no one's gotten off the planet. Yep. Uh, yep. The other thing that, that, well, the main thing that really kind of bothered me in the episode was they really, they as is often the case in a, in a show like this, they really had it both ways. If the virus gets out, it is the end of all things. Uh, okay, let's just open up the, the thing and everybody's fine. Yeah. Yeah, and everybody's fine for a while. Because, I mean, yeah, think about it. They had to go to this planet, get the antidote, and then come all the way back. Well, yes. And we saw the, um, what do you call those big... Um, Big like bulbous tick camel cow things. The, oh the, yeah, that they, you know, Obi- oh, yeah, they're they're like huge oh, ticks. Yeah, Obi Wan always big, rides. Big old ticks. Um, yeah, they died immediately. Yeah, they did. Well, th- to be fair though, they drank the water. I don't know if it's since because he talks about that. Oh, yeah, they, well, okay, the, the, okay. the scientist dude talks about that. He's like, I've been working on making it airborne. Like after they find the place. So I think that being in the water is one thing versus actually airborne. But um, yeah, that was another. Okay, wait, 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 that, that 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 that's a huge big problem. So it was in the water, outside of the lab. Yep, that Kill was them. the non aerosolized version. Because as soon as somebody uses that water to cook anything, yeah, I agree. Dies. Yeah, everybody's dead, and those things died immediately. Like like that dude was like washing his face, or the girl was like washing her face, and immediately no, was like, no, 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 she was about, she was about to drink the water. She was oh, lifting up, she was about to drink it, and yeah. And then you look up and, you know, you see the, the stuff raging through, or not raging, but stuff like, all through the water system. That's got to kill everything downstream, too. So, I mean, it's not just one. Yeah, yeah. would think. Anyways, I mean, anyways. Yeah. Dramatic. drink the damn water? Dramatic license. Well, all the Gungans are gone. But it's so That shit's mean. going, that stuff's going Oh, my God. The all the Gungans. The poor Yeah, they're Gungans. gone. The Gungans are gone. And those big fish things that bite each other. Like, the bigger ones, the bigger ones, like the little Russian doll things. They're gone. Yes. Everybody's gone. So, we basically obliterated all ocean life. That yeah. planet is doomed. Even if it's not aerosol, doomed! we've still yeah, we've still destroyed so much uh, organic material on this planet. Anyways, crazy German scientist. This um, episode sucks. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe maybe there'll be more downstream effects from this episode later on in the series. Thank you. Um, <laughs> the dad joke clap. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, it was it was good. I mean, it was it was a very rushed episode, and I get why it was rushed because they have like two different settings. They have multiple characters doing multiple things. You have, also have Padme and Ahsoka trying to help the clone troopers that are still there. Rex makes it through, of course, which is great because I love Rex. But um, you know, all the other clone troopers are still getting sick, and I I want to say some of them actually died in this episode. Yeah, uh, they, they covered go, up one of them uh, with you know with the cloth thing, which means you're dead. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, me, he was cold and sleepy. Um, <laughs> he's just sleeping. He's just a little sleeper. He's a little tired. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was good. Uh, the, I felt like the angels that they introduced was a big deal that we should take note of that for later on. Yeah, that was introduced and then nothing. Yeah, and that yeah, was yeah. like wow. And it was that. a very, was... and it was a very big introduction. Like that was very well drawn. 
like you could tell it was almost drawn a little bit better than or, or rendered a little bit better than the rest of the show too. Like it was supposed to be like a yes. moment. You could tell it was it a was, moment. It, yes, we're let's make an impression. Oh, you know, angels, and then nothing. And that was it. The angels from Milius Prime, uh, which was one of the moons of this planet. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I thought it was a good. I thought it was a good episode. It was good. It was a good two part series. Again, I don't know if I move anywhere more than my seventy eight from last time. Yeah, I I don't know. Uh, I, I honestly, I'm ready to move on to Visions three because that's going to be way more fun. On that bat signal, let's move to Visions three. Um, so we've been also working our way through the Vision series. Um. Again, we're doing we're in these long Clone Wars episodes. We're trying to kind of grab some other series, maybe that don't have time uh, time scales attached to them necessarily, like Visions, uh, which are a serial series uh, of I think it was eight total episodes, which you really don't know when they exist. So we're kind of throwing these guys in there, throwing some comics in there, throwing some books in there, doing a, doing a bunch of different things just so that we have. Uh, Different things to discuss every week besides just the Clone Wars episodes while we get through the Clone Wars episodes. Um, again, uh, the last two podcasts we've reviewed uh, episodes one, which I think we were both in agreement was pretty good. Like, like it was, a, it was what we expected anime. Um, the second one we had very divergent opinions on. Um, I enjoyed it. It's very pop, high schooly anime uh, type uh, episode. You did not enjoy it. We are now so we are now at episode three, which is called The Twins. Um, twins born into the dark side clash aboard a massive Star Destroyer. And it's not just really a Star Destroyer. It's kind of like a twin, Siamese twin joined Get Star Destroyer. It's twins. Get it? All right. So, Get it? So, twin so Star Destroyers. We talked about this on the Discord server, um, which if you don't know about our Discord server, please go to 11parsecs.com. You can join our Discord server. It's very fun. Um, we talked about who the voices were for this. Do you remember who they were? No. Uh, the female twin was Allison Brie, of course, from Community and Glow. Or not Glow. Uh, I always call it Glow. What's the Netflix wrestling uh, show? It's oh, going to kill me. I always call Got it Glow because Glow used to American? be American. I don't even know what that no, is. No, 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 no. The, the women's wrestling show. It's the not women's actually, wrestling it's, show. It's not actually wrestling. It's the like a documentary version of a fictional women's. A mockumentary. Uh, no, it's it's kind of a it's mockumentary. It's a documentary. Oh my gosh, this is going to kill me. What is it called? It's Glow. All right, so growing up in in Atlanta, Georgia, in the 80s and 90s, uh, we had what was called Glow, which is Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, which uh, came on before WWF came on, and it was basically women wrestling. I mean, it was it was the whole like like show drama piece thing. I mean, it, there was nothing. It was very similar to WWF. It was the the week to week back and forth between you know the different teams of people and that kind of thing. And um, this show was ba- hold on, I gotta like the show up. Yeah, so so so. Anyways, Glow growing up when I watched it was gorgeous. Laser wrestling. It was like the actual real deal. This is uh, there's a Netflix show based on Glow itself, and uh, Allison Brie's in that. She was also in Community. You know Allison Brie. If you saw her face, you'd be like, oh yeah. Um, and then also the male twin is played by Doogie Howser. Uh huh. That's all. That's all. That's all he gets. That's all Neil Patrick Harrison gets is Neil Patrick Harris gets is. What What do you What do you want from me, Eric? Let me ask you. I love. I love. Let me ask you a question. I love us reviewing. Why? I love it. I love it. Do you hate me so much? (laughs) You didn't like this one. I must watch what you didn't like this one. Now, I actually did make more notes on this one than the last one because the last I'm one I'm not was talking like, about <laughs> note quantity. That's not what I'm getting at. Not yeah. I, note quantity is an indication of how interested you motivated. are. Motivated. Yes, how how interested. Okay, so, okay, um, what I wrote first thing I wrote was this is fantastic art. The the art is fantastic. It was it really was. It really was. It really was really good. Then it transitioned, I guess, when um when he's uh, uh in the hangar about to leave yeah, and she confronts him. Yeah. It's like Okay, could you dump a little more exposition into one scene in <laughs> yeah. an uber anime style? And that's when I'm I'm out. So, so no, I'm just, done. just to make sure I'm following you, and I I understand this because it was a I wouldn't say it was a, a a difference, but whenever everybody is masked and you don't see any facial features, you thought the art was really really good. But then once somebody rips up a helmet and you see kind of the wide eyed anime, um, as somebody that doesn't watch anime and ultra the, drama. Yeah, so oh, drama. Yeah, well, that's that's anime to begin. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. But yes, I mean, but yeah. but that is when it lost you. So you, whenever they yep. had the helmets on, you were kind of good with the art, and then it kind of lost a bit. When I was good. No, I'm, I'm 
I'm good with the art. I'm good with the art. Period. It's just okay. The whole thing. Okay. Good. Okay. The the well, when when it went over the top, you know, anime drama, and um, it, I guess that was really it. Just just so insane. So let, it let, just let, went let, let me, so insane. Yeah. So so let me ask you two things. Uh, number one, the fighting scenes. I really enjoyed the way they did the layering and stuff there for the art. Like I, I enjoyed the. Epileptic people must have had a time with this episode. Like it was like very like flashy, but like really good. And then you get a little bit of that Holdo maneuver from episode two. Uh, yeah, sorry, uh, from the sorry from the second or the third trilogy, uh, episode, episode eight. eight. Yeah, so the, you get God. that Holdo maneuver kind of so like slow that, moving. Which which was which was a still shot. Did you did you notice that it was a still shot that they panned? No, I didn't. To, I, th- I thought it was a great. If, I don't think so. It was it was a still shot. Okay. That they panned, and I thought that was very well done. That was yeah, so it was, good. It was really good. But yeah. I, you'd already lost me by that point because, okay, he gets like pulled out of his X-wing. Yep. Right, and so he's got wavy hair in space, <laughs> and you're talking. What is going on? Well, also not just that, but he like lands on the X-wing, and there's like yeah. a thud and like a pushback, like almost like a yeah. gravity, like the X-wing's producing gravity. So, all right, science out the window, John. Let's just chunk science out the window. That takes me out. I mean, I, it's it, okay. come on. This okay, that, that's is Star what it is. Wars, man. I know that Star Wars plays well, it's a, it's fast a version, and loose. It's a version of Star Wars. It's, it's okay. A, so it's, you're making a, me. I'm, you're making me jump to my last. You made me jump to my last. My last note, and that okay. is because these are twins, right? These are twins created in the dark side. Right. Is this is this a what if for Star Wars? Yeah, I think so. All these all these okay. are what ifs. They're not they're they're not canon. They they were very specific in saying that. These are interpretations of Star Wars story drawn by and written by these artists. It's it is a it is as close to what if as you can get in the Star Wars universe. It's not canon. Okay. Yeah. So there, there's side stories. We just want to take the the thematics of Star Wars and and enjoy them in a different way. And that, that, that and, that, and they, they're. They I guess that's that's that. partly that's partly my fault because right away when I see the twin Star Destroyers with the big giant blaster cannon thing in the middle. Uh-huh. I'm thinking, okay, that looks cool. Yeah. Where would that fit in the in the chronology? Yeah, and no, I immediately, no. yeah, I'm fighting yeah. it. I'm fighting it. Yeah. You know, and then, and then, yeah. and that's really why we're kind of reviewing these like one off, like on different episodes to fill in for the Clone Wars because there's there's not really a time for these either. I mean, you don't like you know you have the Ronin thing from Episode One. Um, the, there's an R2 droid in there, I think. There, there's other stuff that can in the Clone War. The, the, sorry, the Clone Troopers uh, post Clone War. Kind of dated a little bit, but then again, you're also kind of like, all right, this dude's going around collecting kyber crystals from, from you know, bad Jedi, and he's kind of like, no, no, that doesn't make any sense in the timeline. You know what I mean? So it's its yeah. own stories, it's its own thing. You know. So, it, it, anyways, I I pledge to uh, try to approach Visions Four with that mindset. It it I might slip, but I will That's try. Fine. Yeah, and I think I have a little bit of an advantage because I read comics. And with comics, you have um, annuals, which are like kind of like like just a bunch of short stories at the end of the year that they put out that kind of don't have anything to do with anything else that can or cannot be part of canon type situations. It's just like fun stories, and I think that's really what Visions to me at least seems like is that it's like a it's just like a, just a bunch of people. Hey, here's the Star Wars universe. You have license to use it, you know, from the licensee. Go crazy. Do something. Do something cool that other people might be like. You know, yeah, it's kind of neat. It's a neat way that they did that, and it also, honestly, probably spawns a lot more ideas down the road, and it gets reception, so you can gauge whether like the Ronin episode was really good or, or the Twins episode was really good. Maybe we should incorporate a story something like that in the canon, you know, further down the road. But it's just kind of like a, a free form, do whatever you want with it. And sorry, I, I probably should have prefaced the the series with that better whenever we started watching it. That's why I enjoyed the high school thing or the the band thing. It's just kind of like. You never see this. You would never see this. It's like a tag and blink type thing. Like you would never see this. You would never screen. see that. That's correct. You would and never see that. You wouldn't. And There's then a you reason do. for that. And then you do. And it's just kind of like that's kind of a cool take on Star Wars. And then that's that's I think that's what you got to go into this vision series with. Mm. Okay. I know. Duly I know. noted. I know. <laughs> Duly noted. Takes a big sip of the beer. Duly noted, Eric. Thank you. Well, let's 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 start talking about uh, what else you've been watching. I mean, so we've got the Star Wars stuff out of the way. Uh, we're both 
pretty big sci-fi geeks. I mean, what, what, what have you been watching lately? What have you been, what have you been reading? What have you been well, doing I'm since debating, the last podcast? Yeah, I'm debating, you know, how much we want to get into Boba Fett. Big, yeah, big I, th- I think Boba. we could touch on it. So, so this this episode will probably come out two weeks after uh, the latest episode aired. So we're not going to do explicit spoilers, but we may talk about things in the round. So just for anybody that's listening to the podcast, um, the episode that just aired, I believe, was Chapter 5. Um, I don't think this is very spoilery, but there's a bit of the Mandalorian in it. So There's a it, bit of the... Stop, 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 stop. Okay. It, so if you want to cut off this podcast now, we totally understand. Um, but we're going to talk about not explicit spoilers. We're not going to try to spoil anything for you, but we're going to talk about the episode. Well, now, now okay, I'm going to say that if you don't want any spoilers, I'm going to say just 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 skip to the end. Yeah, because I want I want to talk about the episode. Um, okay. okay, let's talk about the episode. Now we're still going to do our own episode of the episode. It's part of the timeline at this point. I know, but that's like, when we get there. Like we eight have years from now. It's like yeah. ten years from now. Yes, well, we'll, we'll have a review, a revisitation of uh, the Big Book of Boba. John, my nurse says <laughs> that you can talk about the Boba Fett episode five. So, right, did you did you know did you know anything about this episode uh, coming coming into it? No, none whatsoever. Like once, I, so all right, so okay, I opened up Twitter. So we have an eleven parsecs Twitter account. Please go follow it. it we just announced new episodes, and I kind of uh, have a bunch of people that I follow that are Star Wars kind of geeks. Uh, Star Wars Explained, Imperial Senate Podcast, those kind of really good guys uh, that make great Star Wars stuff. Um, I followed them, and I opened that Twitter up instead of my personal Twitter, and I saw something, and it was about Bryce Dallas Howard, and I was like, okay, that's awesome. I was like, it's awesome. Bryce Dallas Howard's doing this episode. I love Bryce Dallas Howard. This is perfect. Black Mirror, everything. Like, she's really, really good. And then, um, and then I saw the next thing was about how it was so uh, Mando that there was really no Boba Fett going on. And I was like, damn it, because I did not want to see that. And uh, it kind of ruined it a little bit for me. I kind of wish I had been surprised whenever uh, me and the wife sat down to watch it that uh, I didn't know that it was going to be completely Mando-centric. See, um, and, that's, and that's what I saw on Twitter. I saw one tweet. I don't even know who it was from, but it basically said that uh, the Mandalorian took over this episode. Yeah, I'm like so, oh man, ruining Mando like that and is the same thing as ruining Wordle. Like I, I like it, it makes me so like I've I've filtered out every Wordle tweet possible. Yeah. Anything with any of the different color boxes it doesn't show up on my feed. Anything with the word Wordle in it doesn't show up on my feed. Like I I, I can't stand. That's like that's that's the one thing that I really enjoy is that is that there's a collective humanity that says no we're not going to ruin this for other people and then mando my gosh the the episode comes out at like what 8 a.m something like that on wednesdays by 9 30 you got people tweeting yeah about people it. are yeah commenting on it and already i, so I haven't so, even my coffee yet yeah so i can't i can't go to twitter i definitely can't log on to youtube because all the guys are gonna or all the i shouldn't say guys all the guys and girls are all the people on youtube that i follow for star wars are gonna have like screen grabs they're like definitely trying to get you to watch their episode so they choose like the most ridiculous screen uh, screen grab that you can pick, you know what I mean? So that you watch the yeah. episode because you're like, Oh my gosh, look at that. Um, yeah. So it's like, you know, I, I, uh, you know, I'm a huge fan of screen crush Ryan Aries. Uh, Twitter. Do you follow him on uh, YouTube? Uh, yes. Yeah. I know screen what you're talking cr- about. I yeah, watch yeah, his, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really, really, really good guy. Really good analysis. Two things that I really get mad about him though, is that number one, it's got the Easter egg thing up. He's usually actually pretty good about choosing the screen grab. He doesn't like give away any spoilers or anything on that. Um, but also he does like fake, trailers like fake trailers for movies that haven't come out yet mm-hmm. and uh, i'm always like what i mean four and then i get excited and then i'm like oh screen crush i'm like this is just a fake tra-. like it's not real he's just showing this to you know get you know, views and i get it i mean I, you do your hustle i'm fine with it but anyways he's a great channel to, to subscribe to on youtube though I, I highly recommend him especially for stuff like mando or um Boba Fett or anything like that. He's a really good reviewer later on down the line. But you do have to put up with a little bit of uh, of uh, sus stuff inside his feed, in my opinion. Um, I, yeah, I, it was a, it was a great episode. It was the best. I, I hate saying it was the best episode because I really enjoy Boba Fett. I really do. Like the first four episodes were really good, but I feel like this was the best episode and it had nothing to do with Boba Fett. So it's kind of like, 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 like I hate saying that. Like, I, I like I, I enjoy both it. I don't want that to go to the wayside. I'm wondering if this is a new recipe for Disney. I'm wondering if if Disney is going to start in the middle of every series, like in the middle of. I haven't watched Hawkeye. I don't really think if I'm completely telling telling saying something that, that does happen. But if in the middle of Hawkeye, like episode four or five, where they know the crowd is so attached to the show, they throw in an episode about Doctor Strange, completely about Doctor Strange. That, like I, that would have been weird. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. It, it, that's what it feels like, at least with this. Um, I think that the, to me is sending a signal. Um, first of all, the, I think they had where they wanted to go with the series. This had to happen to kind of catch you up and weave in some new new threads. 
Yeah. But I think they're also trying to send the signal that this is going to be a a, a tapestry of, you know, an interwoven multi-series story. Yeah. Yeah, I which agree is with that. fantastic. I, 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 I love it. And I, I think, love it. Yeah, Favreau and all those good people see oversee all these things. So, I mean, I, I, I enjoy that. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I enjoy it. Was it surprising? Yeah, it was surprising. And I, and I yeah. liked it. I like Bryce Dallas Howard directing. I mean, it was like perfect too. Like it was, it was really good. I mean, it was really well written. I don't think she wrote it. I believe she just directed it. But um, man, it was good. That was a good episode. That was a really good episode. And I enjoyed. Um, so it, and it's funny because my wife asked me to pause, like I don't know, like ten minutes in the episode and kind of describe what the dark saber was and all this other kind of stuff. And I'm going off stuff on Legends pretty much, but it, I, it, I think it's, there's going to be a parody uh, with what happened uh, with Bo-Katan and all that stuff in in this and. Um, but what was funny was, like, when we unpaused it and kept watching, they kind of explained everything in the whole episode. It was, it was really good. Like, it was really like, yeah. it was really like, oh, okay, well, that, I didn't need to tell you that. This episode is is a very, um, uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, is is a very uh, back history uh, episode, which, when you think about it on the outside, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of the same history for Boba Fett as it was for the Mando. So it it kind of is a Mando episode or kind of, it kind of is a Boba Fett episode at the same time. So it's, you know, it's, I think, I think the people that were saying, Oh, this is an episode of the Mandalorian inside Boba Fett. It's actually not. It's a, it's a pretty good history lesson, history lesson on the Mandalorian, you know, as a whole or the Mandalorians as a whole, which is applicable to both shows. Really. I, I appreciated the uh, little catch up on the dark saber because I certainly remember seeing the darks. I didn't know what the dark saber was. I don't, I don't know any of that. So when it popped up in Mandalorian, um, that was weird. And so uh, a refresher on what the Darksaber means. Yeah, that was good. I like that. Yeah, and I, I enjoyed the fact that it talked about how, um, and again, sorry, spoilers, but this is really spoilers from the Mandalorian, not necessarily Boba Fett, um, how it talked about how bo was kind of shunned because she didn't earn the Darksaber. So it was like a, it, it, it was a thing within the community where they're just like, look, you didn't earn this, so you don't necessarily get it. And then you got the Mando who didn't really want to earn it, but did earn it. So it's kind of like people are now like, you know, I'll challenge you for that because you didn't even want this thing, you know, and he, you know, watch the episode really good. I, I really well, enjoyed it. Okay. Can we address that? Because what if, um, when the four, what's her name? The forger person, the, the armorer. Yeah. Yeah. When she said, do you accept the, this challenge for a duel? If he had said, no, no, I'm good. You know, I don't, that's a great, that's a great question. Cause you have to win the dark saber in combat. I'm yeah, not going to fight you. Yeah, I'm not going to fight you, or either I'll fight you without the dark saber. You know, like, like is that is that if I don't use it? Is that, I, I don't know what the rules are. I don't, I don't know what the framework is here. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's you got to usurp the person. If you usurp the person, then then you get the dark saber no matter what, or you have to actually fight against somebody using the dark saber. Like, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what the rules are. It seems like the whole it seems like the whole Mandalorian community is, is a very gray area with the rules to begin with. Oh, I mean, there's always yeah, there's always gray yeah, areas it's, it's, stuff like this. When when from whence does the dark saber originate? Uh, there was a Mandalorian Jedi, and I think he was the only Mandalorian Jedi. And no, I'm saying which 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 no 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 no. It, which which work which comic which cartoon which oh so this goes back to Boba Fett's in. The Darksaber, I believe, is in Legends. Like, it's 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 back in the Dark Horse comics. Which is so, what what era? What are we talking about? Oh, what you year? mean, like, within the... So, okay, Publication. So here's where we get weird. Because this is pre-Disney. So, mm-hmm. I believe the Darksaber was around the late 90s for us. Uh, the late 1990s was published okay. in a comic book um, by Dark Horse. So, it's, it, it's a total ripoff of the Elder Wand from Harry Potter. Okay. No. It would be before the Wand. What? what? No, that was that was that was um, Rowling was writing that in early nineties or mid nineties at the latest. Oh wait a second, hold on. Now we're gonna have to. If only there was a way we could look. So I was completely wrong. It wasn't Legends. It was in the Clone Wars, two thousand ten. From, from so what? That, well, sorry, ahead. what year was that? What year was that again? Uh, that was two zero one zero. John. So that that's after the. Harry Potter. <laughs> That's way after the Harry Potter. Yeah. Okay. 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 All right. So, 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 it, tell me about your exposition about how it's like the Harry Potter wand. Well, the the Elder Wand had to be one in combat; otherwise, it was a poor 
uh, a bad wand for you. It didn't work very well, right? So the same sort of thing here, um, except here, if you don't win it in combat, the dark saber, then your whole people suffer. So so okay, so so the, 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 people, the, general, the people outside the user suffer, whereas right. with the other one though, like like the, and the one thing that I, that I don't necessarily get uh, with the with the dark saber is that um, it gets heavy for him, even though he won it in combat. Like it, 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 well, it gets heavy for him because he doesn't know how to use it properly. That's a totally separate issue. Okay, okay. So, so it's not necessarily the fact that he, the way he won it. That's just saying, in general, the dark saber gets heavy for him. Yeah, there's no, there's no suggestion that he won it. That he's not the rightful holder. Of okay, the you, dark saber. Yeah. Okay. okay. Th- th- that's what I was asking. Is like that's what I. Whenever I was watching it, I was like, oh, does he not? Did, yeah, with the, the way, one, the, the way it, she the way she the way she discusses it with him is that it's heavy because you may not have been the right person to wield it. Whereas I no. was kind of like, oh wait a second, no. this okay. You you just don't know what you're doing. You're not you're not holding it properly. But the elder wand just wasn't a very good wand. It wasn't anything like it, the uber powerful wand that it was that it really was, unless you were the rightful holder. I got you. Okay, understood. So yes, I I will agree with you. And the fact that, A, I was wrong about this thing being a legend. I swore this was a legend, but I got, I'm totally wrong. Um, and, B, uh, it does look a lot like the Elder Wand. It really does, mm-hmm. which was which was easily uh, – I don't think it was – Potter wasn't late 90s, was it? It was early 2000s? No. Joseph Campbell made up a thousand faces for everybody. Anyways. 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 Um, all right, so what else are you watching? What, 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 else you, what else you reading? What else you watching? Uh, I've I've got a book that I'm reading right now. So so we're both uh, yeah. You go yeah. Okay. So we're both into the Light of the Jedi series. Um, I'm still reading mine. You've already completed book one. Uh, I'm still I'm getting close to the end of it. So we'll hopefully have that on a new podcast. I'm also reading a book called The Story of Sushi, which is very surprising. Like it's it's a very it's a very uh, I always associate sushi with Tokyo, Jap- Japan. You know, like all these different places, and um, it's a very very good book. It's very enlightening about. The world of sushi. And How did you come upon this book? Uh, so Trevor Corson uh, wrote a book that I read probably about four or five years ago called "The Secret Life of Lobsters," which is hmm. <laughs> I, I read really random. Uh, yeah, I, I love random random books like uh, like um, uh, books about salt, books about lobster, like just r- really weird books that are just about some small thing that I that I just find super interesting. And uh, he wrote yeah, "The Secret Life of Lobsters." I, I want to say about four years ago. And a really good book. It's it's all about lobsters, and that's I mean I don't know how to describe the book. It's what's on the covers is what you're getting, but it's a whole book about like uh, lobstering and like um, the the trade of lobsters through uh, the first two three hundred years or the first two hundred years of the U.S. and like all this other stuff, and uh, why lobsters are worth so much because they're not there anymore. You know all this other stuff. And um, when I saw that he came out with this book about the story of sushi, I was like, he's really good. He, and he writes in a very way that a very good way that's. Um, uh, talks to the layman, the, the the person that doesn't know that much about the subject, but he's very uh, knowledgeable about it. And I think he spends like two years researching whatever the next book is and then writing it for, for everybody. So highly recommend it. Trevor Corpson, Story of Sushi. Um, really, really good. Really, really good. I, I'm only halfway through it, but I'm, I'm very willing to say that it's a very good book that you might enjoy if you enjoy uh, Minutia, I guess is the best way to say it. I'm intrigued. I will say I am intrigued. I'm going to look that up. Uh, actually, uh, wait another week or two, and I'll give you the book. So. Okay. Yeah, I'm never back. Um, sto- I'm playing Battlefield 2042 still. I don't know. Are you playing anything new? Are you playing anything? No, the last thing I played was um, Horizon uh, Five. Yeah, Forza Horizon Five. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Great. We we're it's so weird because there's so many big blockbuster games coming out right now because they got pushed back during COVID, and now they're actually starting to get released. I just don't want to play them. Like, I, there's just stuff that I just don't, like, like, Call of Duty and, like, all these other stuff. Like, I'm just like, I don't, I'm done with that. Like, I just, I don't, it, it's been saturated almost to the point where I just yeah. don't really care to play. And, um, yeah, anyways. So, 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 video game-wise, I'm kind of in a lull. Um, show-wise, being the wife are going to start Hawkeye this week. Uh, we need to catch about up on time. That. I know, Jeez. it is about time. Um, I know you got done with X-Pants. I'm still halfway through season five. I need to finish season five and then six. Um, I'm enjoying the heck out of the show. Uh, it's back in a, at least in the middle of season five where I'm at. Um, and I'm watching probably one episode a night. Um, it's gearing. I mean, it's, it's, it's running on all cylinders. I mean, they really, I, I feel like episode or at least seasons four, five and six, I guess six is the last season, right? 
Um, well, that's that's debatable, but we can't talk about that because you're still in season five. Okay, okay fair, fair enough. Yeah, I'm saying the the last produced season that's already been done. Six is as of as of right now. Yeah, season six. six, yeah, the show has wrapped. Right. right. So 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 I'm halfway, or I'm probably about three fourths of the way through five. And uh, man, that show is just continuously good. Conti- I mean, like like all sixty minutes, so good. Um, I, it's I it's cliche at this point, but it truly is the best sci-fi on television. Your physi- by far your physics mind, I think, is why you say that. Like like you you. It's grounded. Based. It has yeah. solid stories, real characters. We weren't going to talk about this. Yeah, we're not. We're is, not. <laughs> it is so I brought, freaking I, I, good. I, I brought it up. I'm hoping that you'll dance around season six. Um, but yeah. Uh, trying to think of anything else that I've been watching. Uh, just to let you know, I'm still working on it so we can discuss it in future episodes. Uh, it's just slow, slowly but surely. Um, watched Encanto. It's pretty good. Pretty good. We have pretty not good. watched that one yet. And we need, need to. to watch that. I've to. heard really good things about it. It was. It was good. It was really good. Like it was. It was a very uh, unique movie. Like the, the story is really well written. Um, of course, you know everybody knows the music's being played. You know, it's like top 100. Or what, I don't know whatever the hell the the lists are now, but. Um, the movie itself, the writing on it is pretty darn good. It's it's in the and of course the animation's amazing, but um, I was impressed with it. We watched it like kind of a family movie night. My son wanted to watch it, and um, yeah, I was impressed by it. Pretty good. Yeah, we need to make a point to to make that happen. So thanks for joining us for episode twenty five of the Eleven Part Six Podcast. Um, I think next week we're going to try to go for that Princess Amidala comic. Uh, we got to do that, and there's also a small short story that we're going to review along with probably episode 19 of season one of the Clone Wars. Um, yeah, until then, uh, episode 26, we will see you later. Stay safe. This is the 11 Parsecs Podcast, episode 25. If you enjoyed this podcast, please take a moment to subscribe and leave us a good review. And be sure to check us out at 11parsecs.com and Discord. I'm Jonathan Smith with the unscientific Eric Thompson. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, baby, you got to go all the way. I'm going to go all the way with bombs.